Yo, yo, welcome back to another episode of Top 10 Topics, man. I got my guy, finally, man. South Beach on, man. Prince in the building, man. I'm glad you're on the show, bro. I appreciate you having me, man. I really do. My bad it took so long, you know, for me to get back to you. There's so much, you know, going on this side. I already know, man. You're a busy man, man. I mean, the people out there, man, you you that guy to want, man. So, man, we're going to start it off, man. Man, introduce yourself, man. Where you from, man? Like, where you, where, 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 where your background is, your parents, man? Give, give us something. Okay. So, um, you know. Go by Prince, uh, Fresh Prince of South Beach. Artist name is, you know, Poppy Rose. I do my little thing on the side. Um, I'm Chinese, Jamaican, and white. My father is um, Jamaican and white. And my mother is, uh, I'm sorry, my father is Chinese, Jamaican. My mother is Jamaican and white. And, um, okay. yeah, I'm born and bred in Miami, like, down south. Not like the areas that everybody knows about, you know, like, Brickle, Edgewater. Like, I'm from, like, south, like, Perrine, Cutler Ridge, where it's just normal people driving around in Camrys and, Honda Civic, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, the regular life. Regular life. Um, you know, I was coming up, I kind of like, I used to have like a tumultuous like background. Like, I was always in some shit. Like, when I was younger, I kind of been on my own since I was like 16, went to like a juvenile prison, came out, finished high school, was kind of like in some shit for a while. While I was going to college, yeah. then I found promoting, and then I kind of like just killed that shit. Then from promoting, got really big, you know, obviously did Love and Hip Hop, um, and just started doing, like, a bunch of different ventures, you know, like, modeling, music, and all that stuff, and then, I don't know, I, I kind of feel like I've kind of, like, just been going through some more tumultuous shit again, and- I Bro, you're a busy man, bro. Like, you got so much you can hit on, man, but we're gonna bring it back, but we're gonna bring it back, man, because you threw so much out there. We're gonna bring it back, and we're gonna dive deep into those specific things, man, such as- Growing up, man, and the and the the regular side of Miami that people not used to seeing, which is like the regular life. You know what I mean? When you think of Miami, you think about bright lights, you know what I mean? Air bounce on the strip, man, getting lit, man, club live, all that. But man, you 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 grew up on a different side that people, you know what I'm saying, not used to seeing. Because when I come to Miami, I ain't used to seeing that, you know what yeah. I mean? You know, I'm downtown, man, I'm getting lit. But I mean, you say you also ran into some like legal problems at a young age, man. So like Speak of man, you don't mind speaking on a little bit of that, man. Like, what what's some of the some of the legal things you had going on? Um, so I mean, you know, everybody like has like their burdens and their things that they go through. So, like, right. it's nothing like you know extremely crazy or nothing worse than anybody else has been through. But you know, like I had my I had my little things. You know, when I was younger, I was a little mischievous. I had like sticky fingers. Um, I think mm. my biggest thing was I got into like a situation with my stepfather, my mother, and my sister. Um, when we were living together around like 14, um, ended up going through a whole little situation with them. And I ended up going to like that juvenile prison. I was there for like 22 months. Um, came out, finished high school. And I was still kind of like just going through things because, you know, like I didn't have my family in my life. I was broke. I was going to an expensive ass college. So, you know, I was yeah. doing what I had to do. I was like taking t- what, what, college, what, what college did you go to? I went to UM at first. I went to okay. first, okay. and then okay. I got into some trouble when they threw my black ass out. Um, <laughs> and then um, I went to Barry. I went to Barry, but initially I was like an illegal student at Barry because like I didn't have my shit together. I had nowhere to go. My parents and my family, they weren't in my life. Like they were around. Like I can pull up to their houses. I know where they're at. But they, I guess at that point in my life, I was just like the black sheep of the family. You know what I'm saying? Everyone kind of just like wrote off, right. expecting me to like. I don't know, end up in prison or some shit. 
So I was kind of like right, thinking right. with my friends, like under their mattresses, like under their, because the beds on campus like are this high. So you could like stack uh-huh. eight pillows underneath and shit. So I was sleeping under there for a while. Then I got became a student. Then then I got into the promoting, but I was on some wild shit, man. I was like, it got it was kind of bad, you know. Like like I was taking food from Publix. I was like stealing underwear from Target. I was taking TVs from Walmart to sell to pay for my books, like shit like that. Hey dog, I mean all I gotta say is, man, ain't nothing wrong with man having those struggles you go through, man. Because I'm saying as you go older, I mean, you look back at those things like, man, dog, like I've been through some shit, man, yeah. to see that who you are now, man. People. You know what I'm saying, look up the Prince Maybe in South Beach. All the guys that want to be promoters or want to do the fashion thing, you know what I mean? Because you know I mean, you killing it, you know what I mean? I mean, especially from what I'm looking at, man. I've been mean, looking at your little um, Instagram reels, man. And like, you walk the street and the shit pop up a different. I'm like, man, what the hell? Me and my girl be looking at shop like, dog, that's some smooth shit. Like, how you do that? Like, you know what I mean? So you mean you definitely a fashionable guy, man. Definitely, man. But I mean, I appreciate you sharing that, man, because I mean, that definitely gives a lot of people that maybe don't know the background who Prince is besides with TV or what they see in Miami in the club. You know what I mean? It gives a better, like, narrative. Like, damn, man, this dude really, man, he's a grinder, bro. Like, he comes from some shit, man. He out here actually putting his life on the line to make sure he can feed himself. You know what I mean? Because he ain't really got too many people that can, you know what I'm saying, help him out, man. You know what I'm saying? So There is no one man, to I respect back. Story, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, there is no one to back, so... Definitely, man. Definitely, man. So, man, I'm, I'm glad you can say you shared that, man. Then you had a change of life, dog. I mean, you know what I'm saying? You popped up with a TV scene, man. Like, yeah, the t- that's what I mean. It was crazy, dog, because I remember when I first met you, bro. Like, I don't even know if you remember, bro. Remember, we was outside the Mondrian Hotel, bro. I think it was like 2019. We was outside the Mondrian Hotel, and I walked down with my tattoo artist, and, uh, and I was like, hey, bro, you on, you on love and hip-hop, right? And I was like, you must be that Prince dude, yeah, right? Yeah. And I had the hot top balcony over the top. He was like, bro, come on down here, yeah. bro. I was like, nah, bro, you got too much going on down there. <laughs> but, man, man you, you always been a guy been around a lot of people, man, seem to be well-connected, man. So how did you get into, like, the love and hip-hop business, man? Like, how did you how – how did they pick you? So, oh, man, there's been so much that's going on with that. So I used to be, like, really, really, like, really, 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 really confident. You know, like you saw like how I used to move around. Um, I was just a shit at what I did. Like everybody knew me. So when Love and Hip Hop came to Miami, they were it was between us and Houston. And so Houston was just too too much. Them niggas was coming to sets with guns and shit like that. So they X Houston, then they picked Miami. So when they were interviewing yeah. people for Miami, people would be telling stories. And my name would come up. They wouldn't be talking about me, but maybe they'd be like, oh, yeah, I was out with this um, promoter named Prince, and we went to Diddy's house, da, 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 Or, you know, like, that's my name. They're like, who the fuck is this Prince nigga? Like, they knew, everyone knows who, like, yeah. Jordan, the CEO is, DJ Golden Boy. Um, uh-huh. uh, Gar- uh, uh, what's his name again? Gardner? Mike Gardner. Um Like, everybody knows these people, Phil the Mayor, et cetera, like that. But everyone's just like, who the fuck is this Prince nigga. And like everyone just knew me as like the, the skinny nigga with the full hawk dancing on top of the DJ booth. So they called yeah. me in for an interview. Well, actually, they DM me. They DM me. They're like, hey, we're doing this. We want to meet you. So I went to a meeting. They met me. They met my girl at the time. And they're like, how, how are you out every night with 50 girls coming to the club with 250 women? You got a girl. You know, Bro, I'm telling you, bro. I'm, I'm telling you, bro. Like it's crazy, bro. Cause the day we met, bro, I think you invited me out to uh, what, what's the club you always was at? Um, 
Uh, what's the club? Oh my god! What, what Bro, you Ivy Dream. Uh, keep going. Keep naming them. It's one zone you always at. Uh, it's on the corner, bro. Uh, Mr. Jones. Nah. No, nope, it wasn't Mr. Jones. Dome. Twenty nineteen. Oh, it's not Studio Studio Twenty Three. Studio Twenty Three. That's what it was. Studio Twenty Three mm-hmm. in the corner. And he was like, bro, come on out, bro. So with me and my homeboy playing the league with me, man, we came, hopped out, bro. We came in by the section, bro. I'm talking about you had it flooded, bro. I'm talking about it was flooded. There was women everywhere, bro. I was like, and I walked there with a, with a girl, and I sat there was like, man, why did I come in here with her? And he you got a whole couch level. I'm like, it was crazy, bro. Like, man, though. So like I said, bro, you well connected, man. But I didn't mean to cut you off, but that came oh, to my no, mind. I thought about it. Yeah, so – um. Yeah, they messaged me. I went through the interview. They were just like, they love my personality. They were like, yo, who is it? Because I'm I'm great at what I do, but as far as like being the best, there are people who have like more clients, more girls. This is that, but it's just that my personality was just so gregarious, so ostentatious. That yeah. Like, well, who is this nigga? So yeah, you know, went on there, did my thing, loved it. I touched the TV scene and then I kind of pulled away from like what got me on TV, which was nightlife. Because like once I stepped foot in that world, I'm like, dog, like I'm meant for more. There's no way that I'm supposed to just be taking care of rich niggas and the South Beach with my entire life. So I started trying to like do other things. And I think that's when like things for me kind of like shifted. I don't know mm. if it, I think it's a combination of a few things, a combination of me kind of like getting cool, um, my ego being inflated. But I also think it's a combination of people wanting to keep me in a certain box. That promoter, that the guy that with the girls, you said the table. Yeah. Because like when I started trying to branch out and do other things, I was trying to get into like the modeling, fashion week, and music. I got so much pushback. And mind you, like you said, I'm well connected. I know all these people went and I thought it was Definitely. the opposite. I thought niggas would have like put me on their shoulders, like, yo, let's go, let's do this together. And it wasn't like yeah. that. I like so it kind of like fucked me up a little bit in my confidence because like here I am thinking like yo like you know I'm good at what I do I'm doing this I'm trying to move because the, the point is to elevate right like, I don't want to be the Definitely. same nigga 20 years from now I was like oh yeah Prince he's 45 but he's still the nigga with the bitches you know what I'm saying like, yeah yes, the, the goal is just to keep growing keep elevating and it just it's like I hit like an abrupt halt like oh, nah nigga you finna stay your ass right here and, and you know it's kind of I guess it's kind of like fucked with me like it's crazy like when you first came on you was like you know like from what I see you doing this this and that it's like it's nuts how like everything that glitters ain't gold cause like that's what mm-hmm. that's what the perception that you have but in reality like I'm here like talking with my girls like going through it every day trying to figure like yo what's next what's for me what what am I meant for what's my purpose like you know so right. it's so crazy like that's what you see and to interpret. That's deep, bro. That's deep. You say that, bro, because that shows, man, that like, like I don't know, I always tell people all the time, man, you see stuff on TV, man, you see all these people you meet, man, just because you see this one life on the Instagram, bro, that, that doesn't mean their life is all gold, bro. Like, people go through things, whether it's us NFL players or whatever the case may be, everybody got their own issues they're dealing with, bro. You know what I mean? And, and like I said, Instagram and TV can make your person look so perfect, bro. But or in bad. all reality, make a don't person look bad. Or make, look, make them look bad on the opposite end. You know what I mean? So it's it just crazy how certain things in life can always like make a person look a certain way. You know what I mean? And present things to a person to make a person on the outside be like, damn, bro. Like, 
this the worst person ever. Damn, this the littest person mm-hmm. ever. And sometimes it don't need to be that case either, on either side. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's crazy, dog. Man, that's, that's a wild thing, man. I know on the show, man, I, I, I'm a big love and hip-hop fan, always been a big fan of Atlanta, and I got it to the, the Miami thing, you know what I mean? I got it to that. I was like, man, let me check out this one, see if it's just as lit as Atlanta, man. So I looked at that show, man. I see, man, it'd it be some shit on there, man. So you still you still cool with some of the people from, like, love and hip-hop? Like, um, what's the uh, what's your guy name? What's your guy named uh, Bobby? Was that still one of your guys? Yeah. Lights? So, so what happened was I fell out with everybody. I really? I fell out with. The only person on the show that I didn't end up getting into it with was Veronica Vega. That's the realest bitch that's on the show. With respect to Trick and Trina, obviously, because they're OGs, you know what I'm saying? That Definitely. was the realest person on the show. Everybody on there was fake or disingenuous in some way, shape, or form. And me being... And, and, and I don't cut you out. Remember, is this real? Like some of the things that's going on the show, is this real so, or is this fake? You know, a lot of people that's gonna see this show and want to know: Is love and hip hop really real, so this or is, is it really? This, this is what I tell people: It's loosely scripted. So what they'll do is like it. It's real situations. They might just embellish it. Like okay, for example, there was an episode where Liz threw me out. Right? She bleached my clothes and all that shit. And because me coming onto the show, my role was the playboy, the player. Like, they set certain kind of scenes up for me. Like, there was a scene where it was me and Chinese Kitty and her mom in a jacuzzi, but no one ever saw that. Like, they, they set certain scenes up to make me look like the playboy player. So, that episode, they showed Liz kicking me out and bleaching my clothes. When in reality, what happened in real time was I went through her phone and saw her texting her ex, locked myself in her room, and she kicked me out because I was staying in her apartment. So that's what mm. happened, but be, but they just flipped it because they had a role that I was supposed to play. So it was real shit that it, it goes on. They just might spin it to what they want, you know what I'm saying, to what they want. And that was also the first season of A Brand New City, so they had to kind of like cultivate some culture. Now it's into like season five. There's probably real shit going on at this point. They don't have to really, you know, do certain things. It's, it's just interconnected so well. But the first season, you you had like what? 12 people that didn't we didn't know shit about each other like i i knew of trick obviously trina uh gunplay mm-hmm. pretty ricky and them but i don't know who the fuck yeah. model negro was i didn't know who veronica vega was i didn't know who bobby lights was i didn't know who, i knew of shade johnson but i ain't know gunplay's girl i ain't know who the fuck none of these people were so which i was yeah. thinking when people ask about loving hip-hop i'm like yo honestly respectfully because people take shit out of context Loving hip hop is comprised of has beens and nobodies. I was one of the nobodies mm. that no people didn't know about. Now I was like, oh, okay, Prince, Fresh Prince of Sabies, da 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 da. Respectfully, Rita is respectfully like I know has been sounds bad, but it's just like not that she's a has been, but no one's necessarily checking. You know, she's not current. Like, that she's is not little baby. She, like you're not gonna find little. It's baby. crazy you say that because when I look at this love and hip hop reunion right now, because we into it right now, we just watched the other episode last night. Me and my girl did. Oh, uh, as you look at this stuff, man, like you said, it's it's full of has beens and nobody. Because there's so many people that came on that show, and I was like, bro, who is this dude? I think his name was uh MJ. Never heard of the dude there in my life. I was like, who is this dude? Mm-hmm. And kind of find he did music or something. I'm like, who is the guy? You know what I mean? But and then you have uh, what's the girl? The girl to sing the song sponsor. You know what I mean? She's a has been. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? She what's her name? Uh, 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 Tina Tara Marie. Yeah, Tara Marie. Tara Marie. Yeah, her as a has been. You know what I mean? And you got guys on the show that's 
a nobody. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, so it's like, just like when when they put me on, I, I thought a lot more people would have recognized me and been like, "Oh shit, that's the nigga that I saw dance on top of the DJ booth." But because I was only lit in one world, like back when I first got yeah. hip hop, the worlds were separated. It was hip hop music and it was white music. There was no you go to live on a Friday and it's they're playing both. You know what I'm saying? Like it was somewhat segregated. Um. Damn, what the fuck was I going with this? <laughs> I gotta stop smoking. Okay, so because I was in the hip-hop world, when I got on the show, there were people who would be like, Fresh Prince of South Beach, I ain't never heard of this nigga. I ain't never seen this nigga. Yeah. So, you know, I was a nobody when I, shit, I thought I was lit. I'm like, oh, shit, you know? No, for real. But that's really just what it is because, you know, they just, I don't know, it's a reality TV show and, and honestly, like, if you're a little baby, why would you go on a show that's gonna compromise how people look at you as an artist? You know what I'm saying? Like they have you in a certain image, so once you start doing shit like that, it devalues you. And on top of that, niggas is not gonna pay you. Like VH1 and Love and Hip Hop is not gonna pay you what you get for a walkthrough, you know, per episode. When you gotta be on set for 13 hours for an episode that might not get aired, you know what I'm saying? So, but you know, that's crazy. Other people might need that check or want that extra check. That that's crazy, bro. That's a different insight, man. For me being a hit love hip hop, big huge fan of it, still is, and uh, seeing your insight of it, and as a person that was part of it, that's now way past that. Now looking back, you know what I'm saying just hearing you talk about it is crazy, man. And uh, like I said, I still think it's lit and things like that. So how like how was it for you? Like, you know what I'm saying? You was on the show, you know what I mean? You did all the fun things on the show. They made you out to be what you're supposed to be on the show, the role. How was it you how was it for you when uh, say for instance the seasons airs out? Now, while the season is currently aired out, you're still out in reality in Miami. You're still doing your thing in Miami. How's it balancing the reality TV life and your personal life? being out like currently why that show is airing on TV? Um, well, because some of it was embellished and like fabricated, you had people mm-hmm. who had like their opinions online and that was really it. Honestly, there was so many people that really talked shit online but every single time anybody ran up on me in person like, oh my God, I love you. Can we get a picture? Um, yeah. And as far as like balancing it, it definitely spilled over into my nightlife world and it didn't I, like this. The show didn't help me in nightlife in any way, shape or form. If anything, it fucked me up because right. I'll be on set eight, 12, 13 hours and I can't be on my phone like that. So now clients that are hitting me, girls that are hitting me, they're not getting, they're not getting that expeditious response that they're used to getting from me and like being treated the way that they're used to being treated by me. So now they're going to like other people and slowly but surely it, as I was pulling away also, it, it just didn't help me and it, it hindered me in a lot of ways. And on top of that, now I'm in a different world in a different light. There's certain things you can and can't do. When I was a young promoter, I would text girls like, Oh, Hey, you know, me and my five homegirls want to come. Okay. I got to see these girls. Are they cute? Nah, shorty's not cute enough. Once I got on TV, I couldn't do shit like that anymore because I, I'm i posted in the blogs for anything. You know what I'm saying? Once I got on TV, I'm, friend, I'm now meeting these people and friends with people that might not necessarily be the look that the club wants. But how am I supposed to, the person that's here in the middle, how am I supposed to be like, hey, listen, so I fuck with you. We've been filming all day and we're cool and we just maybe hosted this club together. But 
I can't get you into this club because you're just a little bit too big. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got put in very compromising situations once I got on there. It's like, it, 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 it didn't help me. It, it hurt me a lot. There isn't a single person that has DM'd me from knowing me on the show that's tried to book a table. You know what I'm saying? That's tried to like, anything that has to do with nightlife. It didn't help me in that way any, any way, shape, or form. So you feel like some of the people on the show, like, you know what I'm saying? You say you fell out from everybody. Do you do you regret ever going on that show? Or do you feel like that show has helped you grow in a way of, you know what I'm saying, your following and the people that know us Prince, but also help you grow and realizing what's real and what's fake in this world? That's a double-edged sword. By the way, Bobby and I are still cool. Mm-hmm. Bobby and I are cool. We had our fallout, but we're cool again. That's a double-edged sword. Right. Um you shouldn't regret anything that you did in life because at one point it's what you wanted. So right. that's a hard pill to swallow when I refer to love and hip hop. I do wish that I was, I wish I was surrounded by the right people and the right team mm. and really had people to guide and navigate me through that because, because I didn't have anything like that. It was just them grabbing this regular nigga from down south and put me on TV. I listened to them and did what they asked me to, to, to do because you know, it's my first time on TV. I don't want to lose my spot. I'm trying to, you know what I'm saying? And the way that I was depicted, it just, it really, really hurt my my brand. Like, and it's fucked up because I, I feel like I'm, I'm a good person. Like, I don't, do, like, okay, biggest thing, right? Everyone's misconception of me because I was best friends with Bobby is that, or whatever the fuck their reasons are, because I was wearing pink, because I I didn't act like how a nigga's supposed to act. They they referred to me as gay, and mm. that shit really really like took a toll on me because I don't know how to be anybody else but me, and because right. I act like everybody else acts, it makes them put me like in a certain category so it fucked me up and not like people that i was friends with started questioning my sexuality they're asking my bosses about my sexuality there's people who would hang out with me that don't want to hang out with me anymore because i'm best friends with a gay guy on tv mind you i'm dicking down two bitches at the same time like i I got caught cheating on television with pleasure peas girl and my girl but they'd rather believe that i'm a homosexual because i'm treating this person good and like a normal person you like dick them it's a, it's a crazy world, man. How 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 people can sometimes can 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 make those assumptions based on who your crowd is. You know what I mean? And uh, well, no, if it, you, it's sad. if you think about it, dog, like birds of a feather do flock together. But it's not like I was hanging around throngs of you know members of the the, the LGBTQIA whatever the fuck community. You know what I'm saying? Like this one guy, <laughs> my best friend. I, and, and don't get me wrong, I can play devil's advocate. I could understand why someone would maybe be like, you know, I wonder if it's a little bit more. But yeah, like. And it came out plenty of times. I'm like, yo, I'm not gay. This is what it is. Like, I have a gay uncle. Every person in this world has someone who is a family member, a friend, an auntie, an uncle, someone who is part of that community or another kind of community. Definitely. So it's like... Uh, me too. I mean, definitely me too. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, how you you treat your... Do you ostracize your cousin that's gay, or your auntie, or your uncle? How am I supposed to go on national yeah. television have an actual friendship with the person... And because he likes dick, I, I have to not do scenes with him. I can't be cool with him. He can't come over to my house for Thanksgiving. That's just crazy to me. Now, mind you, this same nigga, every time we go out, he got weed and he got bad bitches. Bitches that don't even hang out with me on the norm. Like, 
I met Kaylin Garcia through him. I met Cardi B through him. Um, like I met popping women through this man. All my straight home with and, and, and I'm not mistaken, uh, uh, Bobby Lights is uh related to Trina, correct? Yeah, his cousin. Okay, that's that's a huge that's huge man. So I'm pretty sure you got the ability to be around Trina and Trick now because of Bobby, your relationship with Bobby yeah, as well. Yeah, all of that. So it was like, but at the same time. Being, remember the disingenuous thing I was talking about? Being that everyone was kind of, it was the first season, everyone was kind of looking for their moment. Bobby did do things that made people, led people to believe that, okay, there might be something funny going on. Like, I, I was dating Liz at the time. And whenever yeah. I'm around different cities with Bobby, because obviously people are paying us to host and shit. He, one time he got mad and sent her, like, pictures of me and different girls. And, like, that looks crazy to other people. It's like, well, why is he doing that? He either got a crush on you or y'all got some shit. You know what I'm saying? So he, he did things, even though he didn't really give a fuck, but he did things to get that moment to make people talk. And yeah. I'm not like and, and I remember, and I said one time I jotted down, man, I see like, remember one episode on, I think it was season two. You was on season two mm -hmm. as well, right? Yeah, yeah. I think Bobby, one time he was in the club, and I think Bobby Lights got mad because you was talking to girls, and he was like, this motherfucker's always got to be talking to women. And y'all literally almost got into it. And the crazy mean? thing is, like, man man. they cut it a certain way. But what actually happened was we were filmed. Well, they were taking long to film. So I'm sitting there, you know, flirting with the, the strippers. Like, we're in a strip club. I'm doing my little thing. That's exactly and doing, they yep. caught him. Snap. What he was really saying was like, yo, bro, we're trying to film. Stop talking to these bit. You know, stop talking to these girls. Da, 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 da. Because I was doing my thing, but they caught it. And they're like, oh, this is a lit moment. Let's use this and make it seem like it's something else. He was trying to tell me to shut up, basically, so we can film. But I'm just like, man, yeah. take it for, you know what I'm saying? That's what it was. And then he took that moment and just kept running with it. And because in real life, this man is my friend, I don't want to hurt you for real. I'm just like, dog, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? But me, I don't give a fuck if Barack Obama and Jesus was standing next to me. Like, once I'm mad, I'm snapping, I'm snapping. So I don't care that the cameras are catching me going off and it looks crazy because I'm in my moment and I don't care at that point. Like, what the point yeah. I don't care. I don't, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, definitely, 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 man. It, it was crazy, dog. man. We can go on and on by loving hip-hop, man. Like I said, I'm a huge fan of it, dog. And that's actually where I finally where I first saw you at on Love and Hip Hop. You know what I mean? So when I saw you going in, I was by the great going to the Mondrian at the time. You was going into the Mondrian. I was like, man, that got to be bro right yeah. there. You know what I mean? So I was like, bro, always with some women. That's what I'm telling my tattoo. I was like, bro, always got the women, bro. I'm telling you. And surely after that, I checked into my room, got upstairs, all those things, looked off my balcony. You know, you look down off the balcony, you see like the... The, uh, the edge of the water and stuff right there. You had, man, millions of women right there up on the thing, man. And, like, the uh, bikinis and shit. I was like, this dude is lit, bro. You know what I mean? But it's crazy, man. It's crazy time. But we want to transition now, man, to your music career, man. I know you got a couple hits, man. You got Break Up at 22. <laughs> you, know what I mean? you know what I mean? You got Go Down Low. That's my job right there. I got that on my phone. Go to baby, go down low. That's my thing. I'm 21, man. And you got a pretty little thing, man, in 2019 that you dropped. Man, so what inspired you, man, to do music? You know what I'm saying? You was a club promoter, you know what I mean? You just lit guy, and now you rocking the mic. What made you want to do that? So season two came around, and I was just like, how can I keep myself like and make him keep talking about me? I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to be a rapper. Even if I suck, you know, I'll still, still talk about me. So I went to the studio, and 
I, I, you know, tried to go in there and do my thing. Rapping was not for me. Like, I'm not a rapper in any shape or form. But I, <laughs> it's not, it's not for me. I'll never, it's, yeah. yeah. But I went and I, I made something. I was just like, yo, this shit ain't, this shit ain't bad. Like, for me to have never had vocal training, for me to not know how to read notes, to have never, never written music, never have been part of any type of, you know what I'm saying? Just me, to, I was just like, yo, like. I mean, Drake didn't pop out the pussy Drake. He had to develop himself. You know what I'm saying? So definitely, definitely. I kept I kept going. I think the first song I ever made was the Bobby Jungle dance. Like that first, that was my old artist name. And then it was a stupid song, but it was kind of like, you know, that baby shark song. It was kind of like, yeah, I was just like, you know what? It could have gone like something like that. So then I just kept, I went back in the studio and I just kept like growing, kept learning, kind of trying to figure out my sound and, my flow and how I make music and you know like I feel like there's a lot of talented people in the world right and if you make it you make it but doesn't mean because you're not like Drake or Fabulous you can't you know you can't do what you enjoy I thoroughly enjoy making music and I know that I'm I feel like I'm good at it you know maybe I don't have like millions of fans but it comes so easy to me like when I go to the studio I don't write you know what I'm saying? I don't get lit and make it come to me like, it's going to sound corny, but I listen to the beat and I just let that shit speak to me. And I feel like the way that I enunciate my words and how I put like my flows together in the words and I rhyme, I feel like it's it's different. I don't sound like nobody. You definitely have a sound, man. I'm telling you, you definitely have a sound. Like uh, uh, every time I hear music, it sounds totally different from any other song I've ever heard. Like, you know what I mean? And, 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 and it's sometimes... In the beginning, I had to listen to a couple of your songs. Like, like I said, the Go, Go Down Low song is one of my favorite ones. I don't know why. <laughs> I don't even know why. I, don't, I really I can't even tell you why I like that song. But it, it's catchy. You know what I mean? It's catchy. Like, literally, literally, like, yo, I walk on the crib, Go Down Low. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and it's, yeah, you know, it's catchy. You know what I mean? And um, me and my homeboys be uh, laughing at that song. We be playing Call of Duty and we kill someone. Like, Go Down Low. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and, I don't know why. But that song is always catchy. You know what I mean? So you definitely have a different sound than a lot of music that's going on right now, you know what I mean? That's good, I think, for uh, artists trying to be big. You can't sound like someone else, you know what I mean? It got to be unique to you, and I'm saying got to mean something to you and not try to sound like somebody else. So me personally, I think the music cool to me. Appreciate it, brother. Yeah, I'm just So, man, so do you have any collabs, any, like, crazy collabs maybe coming up soon um, or any collabs that you wish you can get so on some music with you? Crazy collabs coming up, nah. In the past, like I actually have a song with Trey Songz. I just never released it because I wasn't, I wasn't feeling like how I sounded. You know, I wasn't confident yet. I've got music with Ken Jones. Um, Time out. So how did, how, how did that how did that link up with you and Trey Songz? How that? Well, Trey, obviously, I've known forever. So when I signed to Ken Jones, he had a couple of tracks already that he had his vocals on, and he wanted me to put my vocals on. And one of them was a, a Trey Songz record. And so they just put me on it. We just never released it just because, like, I wasn't confident. And, like, I think Trey had to clear it. But before they even asked Trey to clear it, I was just like, nah. Like, because growing up, Trey was kind of like my idol. So I was like, I can't get on a song with this nigga and not, like, snap. So. Not snap, yeah, for sure. As far as upcoming collabs, bro, like, my music is, it's, it's kind of, like, different. I'm not making music to, to, like, get, like, little Baby. Like, I make music that... I need Dua Lipa, Elton John, I need Kehlani, I need like these kind of like artists. Like I, I feel like my shit's like different, you know, like alternate, alternative pop. Yeah. It's not, 
It's not what you, even though I'm in the hip hop world, you won't really hear, you would never hear my music in Vendome or Rockwell or Mr. Jones or Story. Maybe like Liv. Why is that though? Why do you think that? Um, I mean, okay, so let me take that back. I feel like I could hear my music in those clubs, but once I was bigger, but like to hear them just like leisurely because it's not really, I feel like I make a lot of like, I don't know. I've been in a club long enough to know what songs get played in and what songs don't. And I have some for the club, but not not really. Like, Go Down Low, for example, would be like an early... Bro, Go Down Low, bro. I was about to say that, bro. That's in the club. I can hear that in Rockwell. I can hear that in Story. I can hear that in all those clubs, bro. Like, doing but like, like the early you, vibe, you know, like the earlier setting it up vibe. Uh... I disagree because when the club get to jumping and they start to branch off a little yeah. bit, I mean, you know, you, you know, when it comes to club music, they don't play a full song. Yeah. They only playing a couple seconds or a couple clips. Of, man, they come in with that beat. Baby, go down. They go. It's it's gonna keep people keep flowing. Yeah, I think alcohol being involved. Everybody turn. Yeah. Man, all you do forty five seconds, man. Shazam that boom. I mean, I could just be Poppy down myself. I just I just know that it's it's different and. I guess the reason I say because you know I have relationships with the DJs and I've sent them certain things, but they they don't necessarily like show show love, and it's not like I'm sending them to like random DJs like in Willacoochee, Georgia. Like it's people that I know, Efezi, Don Hot, DJ Nano. So you know, I don't know. People, it's always different. You know, like when you pop, it'll be different. I should be played all over the place, and the same. I have conversations with and be like. So my next question to you is. Is, is, is music important enough to you that you want to be known or popping that music? Because I feel like everybody do things in life. You don't do things in life just to do it. People do things because it means something to them. You know what I mean? No one's walked through the life and say, oh, I'm just going to do this because I feel like yeah. I just want to do it right now. No, it's wasting, you're wasting your time. So right now, music obviously means something to you because it sounds good. You know what I mean? You know it, what, what you're looking for in your music. You know everything about your music. So... For you, for me, as an artist, does it mean something to you to want to be big in music? So I'll tell you like this, right? In nightlife, I was never Batman until I became Batman. I was always Rodman. There was somebody else who was like the lit nigga and I was a sidekick. And then I kind of I came into my own and I became the Fresh Prince of South Beach and became my own brand and entity. entity. Now, when it comes to music, I take on the same mindset. Like, I don't have to be Drake and the masses know who I am, but I can be the guy that's given Drake or the weekend music and, like, the weekend knows who I am when I walk into the studio and Meek Mill knows who I am and, like, Timberland knows who I am. Like, maybe not these random people at a uh, fucking Rolling Loud Festival, but the people that they listen to know who I am. You know what I'm saying? Like, when it comes to music, I don't mind, not to say settling for less, but I don't mind my career ending up like that because I would love to just sit in the studio all day, smoke and just direct, produce, help, help, help curate. Like I genuinely just love being in the studio. It's just expensive. Uh-huh. So what what does that love for music come from though? Like you say, you, you say one day, you know what I'm saying? You just hopped in the studio and you started to love it. So like who inspired you? Like when you listen to music today, like who inspires you? When it comes to music. I'll be honest with you. I don't really um, listen to anybody anymore except myself. I have like my old, the people that I used to listen to before I got into music. Um, but I just try to like listen to myself and see how I get better. What it means to me and 
it's just like once I found out that I felt that I was good at it, I was just like, because when I tell you it comes so effortlessly, it comes so effortlessly. Like I'll smoke, I'll be in the studio and like an entire song will come out of me. And then I'll tweak it, I'll perfect it, I'll change certain words to, to, to make, it, make it more dynamic or make you be like, oh, damn, that nigga said some shit. But yeah. it comes so easy that it's just like, dog, and it feels good, and I'm creative. Like, I come up with the treatments to my own music videos. Like, I just feel like I'm supposed to be there in some way, shape, or form. Again, I don't have to be Drake, although I would love to be moonwalking across the stage tight leather pants on, no shirt, chains dangling, performing to the crowd. Yeah. I definitely see that what? in you, dog. Bro, I like, so do I. Um, but bro, you lit, bro. I'm telling you, bro. You downplay yourself, bro. You lit like that, bro. Like I just don't mind like being you. the person like, here at Weekend, here uh, yeah. Katy Perry, here Lady yeah. Antebellum. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm yeah. trying to make music that lasts forever or, or deal with people musically that will make music that transcend you know what I'm saying? You know how there's certain little songs that like you even hear a hood niggas sing? You'll hear like a hood nigga singing like Celine Dion because they know about Celine Dion. Like that yeah. type of shit, like like right. that transcends, you know? And and every time I make a song and I, I put it out there, even though a lot of my music is very sexually infused and charged, I try to always tell yeah. a story and I try to like make it like, you know, meaningful in some in, in some way. Definitely. Like people 20 years from now can listen to it and be like, oh shit, this shit. Definitely. That's what I get from your music, dog. Your, your music, your music is definitely soulful, man. I feel like it's definitely coming from a spot that you ain't capping. This is how you feeling. You know what I mean? I, I feel like that's real. So, do you have any albums coming up? Um, I'm just still dropping singles now, bro. I got like three albums ready, but it, it it don't make sense to drop an album if there's nobody waiting for it. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I know. Ooh, I like that. But music is definitely time. Yeah, it's like it don't make sense. So for now, I just keep dropping singles and like the. the the few people that fuck with it, they fuck with it. And if it, if it like takes off, man, I'm ready. I'm ready to hit the stage, presence, drip, all that stuff. And if it doesn't, you know, maybe I can give my children music and they'll take off. But for me, yeah, for me, it's like I've come to like come to terms with the fact that there's a chance that. It might not take off for me, but I still thoroughly enjoy it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, and yeah. the reason that I say that is because, like, I'm grown now, and I'm not about to just because how my pride is set up, my ego, and just because like one of my traumas and triggers is you know being broken, homeless. I don't have it in me to go and be broke and go roam the streets like trying to push my music. To make it again, like I, I can't give up who I am to be who I want to be. At least not at this point in my life. Yeah. Because like I'm grown, my yeah. father's grown now. In a couple of years, he's gonna need someone to help him out financially and physically. So it's like I don't yeah, have yeah. the luxury. Yeah, I don't have kids, and I can still try. But it's just that I've built myself up to a point that I can't just allow myself to to go. Even if like yo, niggas came down, I was just like yo, but if you do that in ten years, you'll be where I want to be. It's just that I, I can't. Go back. Gotta stay to, true to yourself. Yeah, man. bro. I can't go back to potentially having to take some food from Target to feed myself or beg yeah. a bitch to stay on her couch. Like I, I can't go. I, I can't. So that's why I say like you got to be willing to sacrifice for what you want. And I just can't sacrifice where I'm at and who I am. 
and have people talk about, like, damn, nigga, wasn't you on Living Hip Hop? Now you're working at Trader Joe's, driving this 97 Honda Civic, pursuing your music career at 30. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, that shit ain't the vibe. <laughs> Hey, bro. Hey, you crazy as hell, dog. Hey, man. Hey, uh, you as crazy as hell, man. Last question before we move to last, uh, one of my last topics, man. So what is your favorite song you ever created, man? What's your favorite song you ever made? Ooh, damn. You got some hits, dog. You, you got some fire, you know, dog. Crazy. You got some fire, dog. shit that's unreleased that... Yeah, you gotta send me some of those, man. Oh, I, send me you know some what? of those. I got you. I, I definitely think we'll be like, oh shit. Put them on my brand, man. I need my football pictures. I, I think um <laughs> mm, I don't know, dog. Every time I make a new one, it's my favorite. Every time I make Wow, one. that's crazy. That's crazy. That, that means you just elevate. That means you're getting better every yeah, time. Every that's time all. That means you song, getting like, I haven't you know how like certain artists in our generation they get to a certain point like, yeah, they're just not making good music anymore. I haven't got to that point yet where I'm just like, damn, I can't make anything good anymore. Every time I finish a song, I'm like, fuck, this is a hit. And then I make another one, I'm just yeah. like, oh, no, nigga, this is a And you know what I'm saying? And then I yeah. I'm just like, oh, fuck, it didn't take off. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, nah, that's crazy, dog. The world is definitely humbling, you know what I mean? When you put, especially when you think you're doing something good. Man, so we're going to move over to your social media, man. Social media, you're very popular on social media, man. You're very influential on social media from your fashion, from the way you post your content. It's very clean, professional. I think everything looks good. So when you, like, how do you get endorsement deals? How do you get in contact with these companies to want to endorse Prince, the Fresh Prince of South Beach? Well, um, sometimes I just DM them. I DM them all the time, like, yo, da 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 Sometimes they hit me back. They want to know what your insights are like, blah, 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 blah. Um, I would say that's that's most of it. Uh, some of it is, like, brands reaching out to me. Some of it is other people who are affiliated with the brands reaching out to me. But I will say, like, mm-hmm. 8% is me reaching out to the brands. But that's now because I'm not on TV yeah. anymore, you know what I'm saying? And, like, my engagement – is just a little bit different. Like there's certain brands that want to work with me because it's just a certain kind of engagement. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's kind of a, yeah. they want to see certain shit. So that's kind of what's some of the what's, the, what's some of like some of the endorsements you have now? Like who's some of the people that um, maybe endorse or some of the companies you may be work just working with right ASOS, now? ASOS, um, this sunglass company called James Oral. Uh, there's an underwear company that just hit me up. Um, this other company called Guapi. It's a clothing line. Um, who else? Hit? Well, I know you had some fire stuff on. Uh, I don't know, was it maybe last year? You was like sitting on a car, and you had like this, like almost like a motorcycle jacket. Oh, kind of like, that right there, like, bro, I almost hit you up a couple times. Like, bro, put me on, bro. Like, who is these yeah, people, bro? Guapi. We gotta rap. They're, they're, like, you gotta put me on with them, bro. Like, I, I like that. And it, 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 hold you. That brand, I think it was like black, white, yellow, yeah, or something like exactly that. Black, white, white. That brand. Black. If he either keeps making money and, and reinvested or he gets a dope investor, that brand can really take off because he the vision is there. He just needs, I think, a little bit more money for the materials for certain kind of material because I made them look good. But there's certain little things in them when you're wearing them, it's like a little bit boxy. But I fuck with the brand though. They just gotta, you know, yeah, definitely fire. It was fire, dog. Man, you seem they have a lot of companies, man. I think you're definitely a public. 
Ah man, when you when when you're doing some of the things you do on social media, man, social media world, and you being face of TVs, and I think it's all you. It's all written all over you. That's why I say when you're doing your music, you're on the stage, shirt off, chain swing. It's all you. Like I mean, you look like a, a public eye. You know what I mean? When people see you, you know what I mean. Me personally, I'm too big, dog. Stay on the football field, man. Go put your helmet on, dog. But man, you you had the look that people was looking for, man. That's why. I, was kind of worried, wondering, like, man, I know his deal's got to be crazy, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, man, we're going to go over to, like, the last part of this, man. You grew up in Miami, man. Um, you know, I mean, you came from your struggles and you did a lot of things, man. So what type of, like, community service are you into, man, when it comes to, like, you giving back to maybe Miami or, you know I'm saying, the, 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 the normal side of Miami that people don't see, man? So to, I used to do a maybe- lot of, um, there was, I, have, I don't have anything myself. Like, I don't have, like, a... Fresh Prince Foundation or anything like that, but I always do help with others. Like Yes, Jules used to have um, an event where you would go and feed the homeless. I'll do it with her. Um, in my promoting nightlife, every birthday, except like the last couple, because the last couple have been kind of shitty. Every birthday, I would have when I would bring the two hundred and fifty girls, I would have like all the girls bring like five, ten, twenty dollars or something like that, and I'll donate that to this place called Miami Bridge Homestead. Um, okay. It's this, uh, place where kids go to once they get in trouble at home or they can't go back home and that kind of happened to me when I went to juvenile prison after I got into my situation I couldn't go back home and there was no one to take me in so I went to a place like that first before I went to the juvenile you know facility so I've done things like that I definitely want to do more and have a bigger impact I just feel like right now I'm in the stages of still trying to get my shit together and you can't help nobody else until you help yourself you know Facts, facts. That's major, man. That's phase major. But man, one more question. One more question. Uh, you know, football season is here. Sports season is here, man. So come on, man. Who 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 your favorite football team, man? Football team growing up. So my team was the Patriots. I'm riding with the Bucks until Brady retires, and then once he's retired. Wow, you one of those guys. Wow, I'm so sick of seeing people like you. Yeah, bro. Wow. Because I went to a 99 when Brady actually got drafted. I went to a football camp in New England, and I met, like, I met the OGs. I met, like, Lloyd Malloy. I met, um... What? Yeah, I met, uh, fucking... What's this nigga's name? The fucking... The Ronnie Hersons and all those guys. Yeah, like, I met them. I met Brady. I met, um... God damn. What is this? I read... Not Richard Seymour. He was a big guy. He was a big, like, member of the team. It was a linebacker. Black. Fuck. Black. Like, in 2000s, though. Mm, I know that's a lot. Because you had Mike Vrabel. You had, um... My former coach yeah, uh, yeah. in Tennessee. You had Mike Vrabel. You had, uh... What's the white boy now that's on ESPN or was on ESPN? For, from the Patriots. Aaron? No. Uh... You know, oh my you know gosh. who I'm talking about. It was Mike Vrabel. It was a black one, and then it was that white guy. Face of the team, dude. Uh, Bruski, Teddy Bruski. Teddy Bruski. That's who it was. I, could, I was like, he had a long, weird name. What was that? Teddy Bruski. Ty Law, nigga. Ty Law, yeah. They were Malloy because he just came from the Falcons and someone else. I, definitely, not man. Not Rodney Harrison. Def- but anyway, I met them, so I was like, oh, I fuck with these niggas. And then they started winning them once, and I go, I fuck with these niggas. And then when Brady left, they got Mac Jones. I'm like, oh, nah, these niggas is done for. So I was like, I'm going to just fuck with Brady for a little bit, then I, I'll go. Because it's like, no one wants to have a shitty team. And I've been so used to having a good team for 20-plus years. Like, since I've been watching yeah. football, 
the Patriots have been good. So when the Patriots come down to Miami and play the Dolphins, do you ever go to that game? Oh, I've definitely gone. I've definitely gone. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't go okay. now because Brady's not there. And I go to. Oh, yeah, you right now. You're... Brady up the road from you. He's up the road. He's up the road. I haven't yet seen him play in a Bucks uniform, but I, I really need to before he retires. Like, I need to. Oh, yeah. He, I mean, he got about 10 more years left. I mean, Man, that's but, no once time. he's done, once he's done, nah. If he don't retire this season, I give him two more. Max. So your Super Bowl prediction. Your Super Bowl prediction. Who won the Super Bowl? Woo! Super Bowl prediction. Um, I'm gonna keep it a hundred with you. I'm gonna keep it a hundred with you. If these niggas can get they shit together, I know their record is trash, but Brady in the postseason is. Different, wow, dog. wow, wow, wow. Once again, wow, one of those guys. Like, you know for a fact that is over nah, with. They're not listen, winning. Listen, they're, they're still the one seed in their division. Even with that trash that like They're like a, like, what, six and yeah, there's, 12? They're either six and nine or seven and eight. One of them. Something is terrible. Get, I definitely see Justin Herbert. And I gotta think. The winner, you think Justin Herbert is gonna oh, win the winner? Oh, the winner! My bad. I thought you said you said match. I thought you said matchup. You said the winner. Of the Super Bowl. Yeah. Who you think gonna win the Super Bowl? Damn, dog. It's tough, right? It's tough because I got you got Eagles. You got the Bills. That's my prediction right there. The Eagles. I'm going with the Eagles. Been, Eagles taking it all away. AJ Brown and the Hurts. Yeah, it's is going Jaylen crazy gonna be right back now. though? I uh, don't know. Like, I think they system. And I've been seeing. Some- I think they have a great system and great culture right now. So I think they have a great foundation as a team that whoever plays at that quarterback spot, they all playing so well right now. I mean, the quarterback play gonna be kind of a little lower, but they playing all great around the quarterback. So I believe that will give them a chance. Yeah, the, definitely. The Eagles definitely. I I just can't say a winner right now. It's just like fuck. I would have definitely people. been definitely the Eagles if Jalen wasn't hurt. <laughs> it's kind of crazy. Jalen yeah. hurts. Jalen wasn't hurt. But <laughs> now, I don't know. And then you can, you know, Mahomes is just Mahomes. Dog. 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 You know what I mean? Dog. And then Dog you, then you got body. Josh Allen, which I never expected that from this thing. He don't even look oh, like a baller like that. It's insane. He don't even look like a fool. Dog, we was watching a podcast uh, maybe a week ago. Me and my girls watching the Busting with the Boys. One of my guys, Taylor Wands, uh, he played for the Titans. Uh, Taylor Wands' podcast called Busting with the Boys. And um, he had a lot of guys on there. And I mean, from down here, I'm in Nashville, right? And like a lot of these, uh, I just finished up with the Titans. But uh, uh, he have a lot of guys that come, you know, Nashville is a country music city down here. Like, you know what I'm saying? Cowboy boots, you know what I mean? Everything you think of is here. And uh, he had, like, a lot of guys on the show that comes on his bus. You know what I mean? He had like, an actual bus that he do a podcast no, on. that's lit. And uh, he had all types of people, like Lonnie Wilson, all the types of little country people down here, like old school running backs. He had so many people come on his. And uh, he actually had Josh Allen. And um, it was Josh Allen. I think it was an actual – I think it was, like, Chris Johnson, the old running oh, back. Oh, shit. And he was like, oh, she knew who Chris Johnson was. But I said, who's that guy beside him? I said, like, that's Josh Allen. 
It's like, what? He's like a golfer or something. I'm like, guess what he looks like? like right? He looks like, like a like quarterback, but he don't look like a dog, like how he is on the field. Like, what he does in the field, he <laughs> don't look like he could do that. Monster, dog. Like, he, he's a great player, man. I think everything about him is a dog, man. All right, man. We're going to wrap this up, man. Last question, man. It's the last question. Last question. I promise you it's the last yeah. question here. Are you salty any kind of way that Love of Hip Hop did not invite you back for the reunion? That somebody in that crew did not invite um, the Fresh Prince of Miami I'm, back to I'm, the show? I'm salty. Not about that because I did my season one. I was a main cast member. I did season two. I was a main cast member. I was mad that I wasn't brought not that I wasn't brought back. It's just how my tenure ended. A lot of people think that I just got fired or I just got dropped, and that's not really what happened. There was some weird shit that happened behind the scenes, and me, the person that I have the issue with, we've spoken, and I've let the issue go. I personally believe that because you heard of the Me Too movement, I personally believe because I wasn't gay and I wasn't on that funny shit, that I didn't make it on the show. The executive producer was gay. The executive producer made some comments towards me and I snapped on his ass. Like, I mm. snapped. Now all of a sudden, I'm not on season three. <sighs> now mind you, season two ended crazy. Signed to Ken Jones, turned out that was a fake label. Me and Liz broke up. I, I, I fell out with everybody. Got jumped by Tory Lanez, that had happened. That it had happened that year. So that's just all shit that they could have put on the show. So it wasn't like my storyline wasn't lit enough. I left the promotion company that I was with. Like, I had a lit-ass storyline. But now, all of a sudden, I cussed you out for, for barking up the wrong tree. Now I'm not on the show at all. That shit was... Yeah. You know? So... So so it looks like on the show now that uh, a lot of people, like... um. So Spice is the one that controls the show. It looks like it was her reunion. Mm-hmm. And it looks like she was able to invite people and people were able to invite who they wanted to invite. Mm-hmm. So I see like that um, Trick and Gunplay was invited. So the high, high Gunplay got there because the Trick brought him along. You know what I mean? So I was like, damn. Like, I was sitting there like, dog, how's my dog Prince? Not Somebody out here didn't say, we want Prince. I'll tell you, it's also because like, I don't have shit to do with any of their lives. Don't None of them come to the clubs that I'm at. You know what I'm saying? They don't be with okay. me. I don't make music with them. Like, season one, when I was on there, they just grabbed a bunch of different people. And, like, yeah, I was a promoter on there, but none of our lives interconnected. And and even now, the reason these people's lives interconnected is because of, like, who they are. But the people who were the main cast members from season one and two, they're not the same main cast members anymore because none of our lives really interconnected. That's the only part that was forced and fabricated. You know what I'm saying? None of us really, like, I'm in my promoting scene doing my thing, so the only way I would have a scene with these people is if they made something happen because if you're not coming to the club with me, I'm not going to see y'all. I'm not at the same studios with you guys. We don't go to the same places. We don't hang out with the same people. So it makes sense. I don't fuck with any of them. It makes totally sense. And makes like, totally sense. Even, and if I did fuck with them, I would have to fuck with them in a way that I'm part of their life and their storyline for it to make sense for me to come on there. Because me and Bobby kick it all the time, but his life and my life. That's another one I thought was kind of crazy. Like Bobby, not even. And I feel like Bobby was a huge part of the Miami show. Yeah, like, it's just you and Bobby were huge. It's evolving, you know? I mean, he had Miami Tip. He had all types of people on the shows. I'm like, wow, nobody's here. But you have people like Shay that's on the show. You know what Shay I'm saying? Shay is a professional, like, wow. a profet. Like, I didn't even know this was a profession. If anyone was a professional one, she is a professional reality TV star. 
a professional wow. reality TV star. Like she has not missed or skipped a beat. She's been on Love and Hip Hop since she's been on TV. Think about Dang. it. Every season, yeah. So and she she's That's very crazy. good at what she does because she knows what she needs to do, what she needs to say, and who she needs to be cool with to make sure she's on another season. Not, and I don't mean that in a bad way. She's just so, great. That, so some of the people in the show now, like Alexis Sky, like, do you have a relationship with her? Do you know her by any chance? I don't fuck with Alexis Sky because I think <laughs> she just moves kind of funny. Like I know you know who I am. Mm. We're on the same franchise. I done been in the blogs for all type of bullshit. And every time that I've tried to introduce myself to her, she's kind of like sun me. Like I'm beneath her and I don't really fuck with that. What? Yeah, like I'm like, hey, Alexis, Not I'm Prince. I was from, like, I three times I've introduced myself. Like, hey, Alexis, I'm Prince from da 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 da. Hey. And that's, a, that's in Miami, like in the clubs Miami, or something? Miami, one time I bumped into her at the airport. One time I bumped into her like in another place. Not to say I don't fuck with her. I don't have a relationship with her. I just feel like she's kind of like just... Like I'm beneath her. When maybe, right. maybe we were both main cast members. You just, you know, what I'm saying, like, yeah, for different reasons. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> for sure, for sure, man. I appreciate you coming on here, bro, and sharing some of this insight, man. For us, reality TV world, all the things you got on going on outside of TV, your music, man, which I'm a huge fan of. Need some of that uh, unreleased music. You know what I'm saying, slide that my way. But yeah, man, I, man, once again, man, I appreciate you, man. I can't thank you enough for coming on here, man, and uh, rocking with me, man. I can't wait to have this up, dog. Thanks for having me, brother. Make sure you send me everything so I can post it up, man. For sure, man. All right, bro, I'm going to hit you. All right, man, stay up easy. Hey, happy holidays and happy new year, man. Same to you and your family too, dog. Show, dog. Be up. All right.